Has Canada got inflation licked? Do we see them dropping sooner? And then, who's next? The FOMC seem to be pushing back a bit. The Bank of England were talking the long game, but maybe they're showing signs of going a bit earlier. The RBA, of course, at the back of the pack. Maybe further back if we see wage inflation rise today. It seems all central bankers are going, no, 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 after you, after you, after you. Uh, maybe they'll all just go after Canada. It's Wednesday. It's the 21st of February, 2024. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. equities have come back from the day off in a pretty somber mood, with the Nasdaq down 0.9% at close, 0.6% down for the S&P, and uh, that's back below 5,000. The Dow is down 0.2% as well, and a loss of 1.5% for the Russell 2000, compared to that relatively small falls in Europe, less than 0.1% down for the Eurostox 50 at its close. The FTSE 100 down a tiny bit more than that, but that's a, a tiny bit more than not very much at all. And the U.S. dollar is down a quarter percent, the Aussie is up a quarter percent, 65.6 US cents, the euro up 0.3% and the pound up a quarter percent. US 10-year treasuries are down a couple of basis points to 4.27%, two years down 6 to 4.58% and UK 10-year gilts down 7 basis points and down 4 basis points for 10-year bunds in Germany. Aussie 10 years yesterday were up just 1 basis point to 4.18%, uh, now down a couple of basis points from that on futures overnight and Brent and WTI are both down one3 today. Brent is around 82.50 a barrel now. So let's look at Canada CPI numbers, first of all, uh, because they happened overnight. Here's Sky Masters from NAB in Sydney to talk about that. So first of all, uh, a month-on-month inflation rate coming in flat, uh, although it actually fell 0.3% in December. But that still means the annual inflation rate that was expected to come in at 3.3% is now down to 2.9%. So heading in the right direction. Uh, it has been lower, of course. It did actually get down to 2.8% in the uh, in the middle of last year before climbing back up again. Uh, but we've seen quite a response, quite a fall in uh, Canadian bond yields this morning as a result of this, haven't we? Morning, Phil. Yes, we have. So you've seen, um, you know, while US Treasuries haven't sort of rallied much overnight, you know, you've seen a, a big move in, in Canadian bond yields. So the two-year closed down 14 or is currently down 14 basis points, the 10-year is down around 10 basis points. And this is all in reaction to the um, the CPI print, which which did come in quite a bit, quite a bit below expectations. So, um, you know, it's also had the market shifting expectations on, on the BOC in terms of when they might start easing. Um, so pricing mm. for a move at the April meeting um, has been, been lifted from around a 25% chance to a 50% chance. So could they be the first to go? That's the question I was asking at the, in, in the introduction today. Could this be the first bank to move? Because it seems like they might be moving forwards. Everyone else is pushing back. Yeah, look, that, that is that is sort of what, what um, the market pricing is now sort of suggesting, that, you know, maybe, maybe the BOC can go before the Fed. Um, you know, it's 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 one inflation print, so let's let's not get too too far ahead of ourselves. But if if you look at the the path of um, the trimmed um, CPI measure for for Canada, it had flatlined um, over the last couple of months, uh, and uh, I guess and that the, the fear was that it maybe it would have edged edged a little bit higher, or, or you know. Um, remain sort of flatlining, so so it has it has shifted lower um, in in the January print, um, and and surprised at the downside. Whereas obviously we had um, you know the US inflation print for January surprising to the upside. So 
you know, yep, may, maybe the BOC um, can go before the Fed. We have the next BOC meeting is on March the 6th. So, well, you know, it's widely expected that they will leave rates on hold. Um, I guess, you know, there'll be a big focus on, on do they do they the one tilt? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it is important, though, to look at the breakdown of um, of the CPI measure. Um, so driving the sort of deceleration in the headline inflation print was lower gasoline prices um, and an easing in grocery inflation and lower airfares and, and travel, to, travel tour costs. Um, but, you know, as is the case that we are seeing, you know, in, in the US um, and, and in other, other countries, you know, the services inflation is remaining sticky. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the BOC comments on this. Um, so uh, annual services inflation fell to 4.2% from 43 so not, not, not a big move. And I think the concern here is, is that with, you know, a tight labour market and, and wages growth um, still there, is that going to continue to support services inflation? Well, so maybe, um, some, so maybe it won't be April. Yeah, if you put all of that together. And yet, you know, the Fed just keeps, you know, pushing the date back, it seems. Remember when March was on the table? Now May is looking less likely. Maybe even June is too early. Of course, we had Larry Summers last Friday saying the next move might be up. <laughs> which um, I don't think, yeah, fifteen percent chance he said, which is a number I think he plucked out of the air. But I wonder he's he's on Bl- Bloomberg TV these days as a commentator, I guess. So he probably just says stuff to get it to get a reaction. But I mean, it, it's it's going to take longer, isn't it? I mean, the market is sort of accepting now that it's going to take longer before the FOMC cuts. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is that tail risk uh, you know, that that central banks or you know that the Fed does have to. Um, tighten again um but but it's 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 you know obviously a, a low risk at the moment uh the, the data is you know mm. inflation is heading in heading in the right direction and i think for, for the fed it's you know they've been pretty consistent in in their commentary and in, in pushing back on on market pricing of of an imminent rate cut and I think that's 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 fair. And that the you know the inflation data that that we've seen over the last week out of the US sort of supports that cautious stance of the Fed. So you know the market in in response to you know to to be honest, it's been in response to the data. The the market has pushed out that pricing of when when the Fed will start uh, cutting. Um, and you know it has gone from from yeah. March to. To sort of you know closer to June and and pricing of rate cuts for this year have, have been wound back from around you know 150 basis points that we saw at the start of the year to to just under 100 basis points currently priced. And then you've got Andy Haldane, uh, who uh, used to be the chief economist at the Bank of England. Uh, he's been out saying you know that uh, the, the the danger that the Bank of England, if they keep interest rates too high, could crash the UK economy and they need to drop rates sooner. Uh, so it's great, isn't it, when someone who's left a job and they still feel like they're in it. Uh, but <laughs> Andrew Bailey was in front of the uh, the parliamentary committee in the UK uh, overnight, said the price measures seem to be easing and therefore market expectations of, of rate cuts this year are not unreasonable, he said, and, and sort of indicated that they could start cutting before they reach the 2% inflation target, you know, because of that lag effect. So that seems like a, a maybe he's responding to, uh, you know, to what his former chief economist is saying. But I mean, that's definitely sounding more dovish, isn't it? Look, he, his comments were, were um, very similar to what came out of the February meeting. So, so yeah, there's nothing new here. Mm. <clears throat> Having said that, 
the market you know, did rally on, on his comments. So 10-year gilts closed down seven basis points and two-year down eight basis points. So the market did did react to it. But I think, you know, any excuse to to rally. Uh, but, yeah, he he's, you know, pointed, as, as I said, it, it, it wasn't anything new. Um, you know, and as you said, he did say market pricing of cuts are not unreasonable. But he did point out that how much policy is eased and when depends on further progress on inflation. Of course. So while he's yeah. he might be you know supporting market pricing, you know it, it's all dependent on the data. Right now, the message coming out of the RBA in the minutes yesterday. Well, nothing new, was it? It's going to take time before they can have the confidence inflation's been tamed enough for them to start lowering rates. So uh, how long are we going to have to wait, do you think? Was there anything in the in the minutes that changed our perception? Not not for NAB, uh, sort of NAB economists. No, they they sort of saw the minutes as, as supporting our current forecast that you know, the RBA will... When they start cutting, it'll probably be in November, so so later later this year. Um, you know their their commentary, um, you know, seemed to to sort of support that on hold, uh, you know, st- strategy and monetary um, restrictive level speaks to you know that came out of um, the minute sort of speaks to the sort of RBA, you know, waiting um, longer to, to pivot towards cutting cutting rates. And, and, you know, of note was that, you know, the minutes they talked about, um, you know, possibly hiking or remaining on hold, but there was no consideration about easing um, at, at these minutes. Similar language to what um, has come out of um, speeches from the governor post the meeting. So it's waiting, 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 isn't it? Uh, China, the banks have cut their five-year loan rates. We saw that yesterday from 4.2% to 3.9%, which obviously is designed to help with with mortgages. Uh, But, you know, they've cut rates before and it hasn't helped. So, uh, you know, everyone's waiting to see, you know, a bit of fiscal uh, policy is what we're waiting for, but it's, it's not happening. I saw a table showing now that their private debt and this has got to be the key issue, isn't it? That's now well over 200% of GDP. So it's not government debt that's the issue. It's private debt that is now well over 200% of GDP. So, uh, you know, I, I guess if you lower uh, loan rates, that'll make it easier for people to pay off their loans so they can start spending again. But, I mean, that has got to be part of China's problem, isn't it? If people are, uh, have got so much debt, they would be wary of spending stuff. Uh, and a small move in loan rates like that from 4.2% to 3.9%, oh, it's not going to change very much is it hence it didn't do much to the markets either did they it sort of came and went yeah pretty pretty muted reaction from from markets to to the move i mean you know it it was a a bigger than expected cut i think markets were expecting a 10 basis point easing so you did get a 25 basis point move i think the expectation is that you'll see further easing uh, going going forward um, it's interesting. I did read that this easing occurred a month before the traditional peak season for home sales. Um, so you know whether whether it's seen to, to try and support that or not. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, you, you, you're right. Um, you're very sort of limited. Limited reaction from markets, um, sort of scepticism as to the overall impact that this will have on the troubled um, property market. And it displays into their sort of needing needing sort of more, more stimulus going forward. Yeah. Now, look, today, uh, another quiet one, but we do get Australia's wage price index for Q4 after the strongest ever increase in Q3 for the, the 26 years that the WPI has been run for. But of course, a lot of that was the rise in award wages. So let's hope it doesn't come in too strong this time and 
sort of fall out of kilter with the RBA's forecast because we know what happens when when that happens. They just push everything back even more. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a we've penciled in a, a rise of 0.9 following um, last quarter's increase of 1.3, which, as you said, was the strongest in the 26-year history of the series. Uh, you know that forecast of 0.9 is in line with consensus and actually in line with the um, RBA's SOMP um, forecast as well. So this will take the annual rate to 4.1 percent. So yeah, I, I guess let's 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 see what it prints today. All right. Well, today we get uh, Japan's balance of trade as well. We get the euro area consumer confidence, which was loitering around minus sixteen last time, and the FOMC minutes early tomorrow morning. I think they're out just before we do the podcast, but it's it's a pretty tight timeline. Anyway, we'll we'll give you what we can tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll leave it there for now. Good to talk, Sky. Great. Thanks, Phil. And that's Wednesday on the morning call from NAB. I'm Phil Dobby. See you tomorrow morning.